I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. This episode of Livewire is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you can call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey there, Livewire. It's Luke Burbank. This week, we are dropping a little podcast extra for you just in time for Valentine's Day. Okay, back in 2023, uh, we had Curtis Sittenfeld on the show. Of course, Curtis is the New York Times bestselling author. Uh, This was part of the Portland Book Festival. And Curtis was talking about her latest book, which is Romantic Comedy. It follows a comedy writer on a, a TV show, like a sketch comedy show that goes live on Saturday night. It's not called that, but you kind of get the idea. And Curtis was talking to us about her book and about how these characters in the book kind of flip the script on some real-life celebrity love stories that we have heard about where a certain kind of person in a show like this tends to land a certain other kind of person. Um, In Curtis's book, the main characters kind of, they ride off into the sunset happily ever after. But we wanted to get her opinion on if happily ever after is possible for some popular movie couples. So we put together a little game that we're calling Happily Ever After, or not. We actually ran out of time on the radio broadcast to put this in, but we just thought it was too funny and also educational to leave it out. So here it is, because it's Valentine's Day, y'all. We are gonna share it with you. Take a listen to this. It's Curtis Sittenfeld, live from the Alberta Rose Theater in Portland, Oregon. Um, okay, so on the subject okay. of romantic comedies, which if you write a book that's called Romantic Comedy, you are, to me, the world's expert on the topic, and we would like to put that uh, into effect here on the show. It's we were official. hoping that maybe you could use that expertise <laughs> to tell us definitively what happened to some of our favorite rom-com couples after the movie was over. After the HEA. Okay. Yeah. They HEA'd, then the credits rolled, but now we need to know okay. what really happened to them. And since you've studied this scientifically, mm-hmm. we're wondering if you could kind of weigh in on some of these. Okay. So we have to start, of course, with the, I don't know, like if, if there was a big bang of rom-coms, it's probably when Harry met Sally. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of up there, I think right? I think the big bang of rom-coms is like Pride and Prejudice, yes. but okay. okay fair. <laughs> fair point. <laughs> They stayed together, right? Uh, Probably. Elena, can you finish the show for me? (laughs) Fair, fair point, fair point. As far as movies go, 
When Harry Met Sally is a biggie, what do you think about uh, Harry and Sally? We, we the movie ends they're they're together they're actually doing that little kind of interstitial thing yeah. which is very genius yeah. storytelling yeah. yeah I mean if you're not walking around saying people were always crossing rooms to talk to Nadine <laughs> oh, it's yeah. like you have not watched that movie enough <laughs> that being said do you think they would stay together yes <gasps> wow is that a is that a hot take Elena? I don't know why I gasped yes. like that <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, in the online community that I follow, yeah. they uh, murdered well, each other. There is <laughs> apparently, there is apparently some online, some online uh, pushback to the idea of them staying together because of the fact that they weren't supposed to be together in the first mm. place. That so much of the conversation was around, th- they you know were not going to be an item. Mm. That maybe there's some like them being like they wouldn't have made it. I think the opposite, that I think that it's, it's almost like it, because it wasn't a foregone conclusion and it was, uh-huh. it was a conscious decision. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's, yeah. I, I will say that, you know, because of how old I am and my, my personality, like I saw many of those kind of classic rom-coms mm-hmm. in the theater, in my teens. So it's like I, I eventually had to write a novel right. called Romanticon, <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to mention that's the only romantic comedy we have on this Exercise. Everything else is not a romantic comedy. Uh, Baby and Johnny from Dirty Dancing. Oh my God! Oh, so I will say I consider that to be actually my favorite movie. Well, maybe maybe I can answer this in a in a slightly different way. I feel like for years, like I don't I don't really yearn to write screenplays. I mean, I don't really know how to write screenplays, and that's fine. but I always I was like I want to write. Um, a sort of, well, which apparently actually Jennifer Grey is doing, is writing some sort of sequel. But I was like, for, for probably like 10 or 15 years, I was like, I want to, someone needs to, and, and it, it might it might have to be me, like write a sequel to Dirty, I know there's like Havana Nights, but. Right, which yeah. is written by my pal Peter Segel. Oh, no, yeah. no. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. True story. What? This is like the, the big bombshell. <laughs> yeah. the, wait. True story. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Peter Segel wrote the original screenplay that was adapted into Dirty Dancing to Havana Nights. No. Yeah, I didn't mean to derail everything that way. I thought you all knew. I thought we'd even probably talked about it on this very show. This is so, this is very disorienting. He wrote a much more uh, nuanced and interesting screenplay about a young woman coming of age in Havana and through the way that movies, scripts get optioned and such, it ended up being the thing that was developed into Dirty Dancing too. Oh my God. At one point I had the goal that I would write, because I wanted to watch, you know, it's sort of like you have to write the book that you want to read yeah. sometimes. Um, the, like I wanted to write a sequel where Baby is like, she's married someone else and she's mm-hmm. had her own life and then she's middle-aged and then she goes back to the resort and she and Johnny, re- but I mean, sadly, Patrick Swayze, when, when he He'd died, still be teaching, yeah, oh, oh, I see, oh, he couldn't yeah, play the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, you meant to say he was still teaching the well, conga. No, 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 no. That would be Kellerman's. beautiful. That would be beautiful. <laughs> There's the, I mean, they could both have had all this like yeah. life experience, and yeah. then so I feel like I mean, there she, maybe she could um, get together with his cousin or something. No, but. I mean, you know what? You know what would have definitely happened would have been they they go their separate ways. They because their lives, you know, the trajectory of their lives is pretty different. Yeah. At some point, one of them goes on Facebook. To that, catch right, up with the other one, right. which is, by the way, how every affair in yeah. America starts yeah. for people over the age of 50. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody went on Facebook to see what happened to that person yeah. from 20 years ago. I mean, if you think about their ages, actually, well, I would have to do this math off stage, but to think, to think about the ages of, of, but I do, I actually think that they would, they would not, this is like 
I've given this too much thought. I think they would not have stayed together if they had married immediately when the movie mm. ended, but then I think they might have found each other. Sure. Aww. Via sure. Facebook. Right. They would have to. <laughs> yeah. How about uh, Danny and Sandy from Greece? So, okay, I saw this um, most recently, like, 40 years ago, so uh-huh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I'm qualified to comment on this serious matter. Passarello, do you have thoughts? I think uh, it, anyone who can drive a pair of pants like Bad Sandy, I think if she wants him to be on uh-huh. her arm for the rest of her life, she's got it. Somebody said <laughs> online that um, they have to stay together given that he shot his car into the stratosphere. So what is her escape plan? <laughs> She's, she can't. <laughs> she's stuck with him, just for aeronautical reasons. How about this? Jack and Rose from Titanic. Oh. If Rose had scooched over <laughs> on that board. Yes. Yes. How would that have turned out? Um, well, so actually, I, I only ever saw Titanic once in the theater. And I, I think I was, I was like in my early 20s. And I think I was like, oh, this is so like moving. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I almost, um, I mean, obviously, well, it's, it, I almost could never watch it again because it, it's like so sad, right? So I think that that must be a testament to the emotionally persuasive yeah. connection between Jack and Rose. So I say yes. What do you think, Passarello? No way, Jose. <laughs> Why not? I think she's always gonna she's gonna leave him and ride that donkey and climb the pyramid or whatever she does in all the pictures uh-huh. at the end of the movie. She was she's a a, a, a rambler. So and was she, she basically like was she sort of quiet quitting on him when she didn't let him onto the board? <laughs> <laughs> Did she know she like, that it was not yeah. gonna work out? Yeah, she was like, I actually don't think his prospects are that good. Yeah. She, or maybe she thought about like Leonardo DiCaprio's cute now, but just right. wait till he's right. a little older. Um, okay, uh, last one, and this is definitely not from a rom-com, but Bert and Ernie. Um, sure. Yeah. And and kind of in the same category, Frog and Toad. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Oh. We love that. So so complimentary and compatible with you. So so understanding of each other. <laughs> yeah. I think we all aspire to have well oh. Frog and Toad more than Bert and Ernie. That's yeah. more of like a sort of grim deadlock. That <laughs> Between Bert and Ernie? Yeah. <laughs> Well, didn't you say in the in the in the sound check that you think one of them is very toxic? Yes, I won't say which one because it'll anger a lot of people. But I think I think one of them is doing a lot of emotional there? labor out there, and the other one is your personality will will show if you say who you think the toxic one is. I just assumed it was Bert. See, that says a lot about you. <laughs> I don't know how much we've learned about the guests this week. We've learned a lot about Luke Burbank, so I guess that's been something. Uh, the book is Romantic Comedy. Curtis Sittenfeld, thank you so much. Thank you. That was Curtis Sittenfeld right here on Livewire. Make sure to check out her new book, Romantic Comedy, and have a great Valentine's Day. Dear Livewire, when we first met, I was really shy. I had no idea we'd spend so much time together or that you'd be one to fill my heart with with joy and make me want to be a better person. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were here. I was busy reading a review from one of our many 
many rapturously smitten listeners. Oh, wait. Actually, no. Sorry. This is from Elena. Anyway, the point is, uh, it would be really helpful if you wanted to leave us a review. Feel free to say really nice things about us. And uh, we'll even read them now and then on the show. So you might hear your review of Livewire read on the program itself. Uh, Reviews help other people hear about the show, and then we can keep doing this for a long, long time because we love having this job. Uh, Thank you so much if you've left a review, and if you're about to leave a review, you can go ahead and do it right where you get the podcast. From PRX.